The guests on Love Hurts occasionally use some adult language and go into some more intense subject matter, but that's kind of how real life works anyway. This is Love Hurts. I'm Brian Berlin. Today's guest is Peter Jones. Peter is a storyteller living in Washington, D.C. In his second half of high school, Peter went to an international school in Costa Rica and started a fling with another student. While Peter wanted to be with him, he also was trying to navigate high school, coming out, and what it meant to be in a relationship, and found himself unsure of how to keep the thing he wanted most. Hey, Peter, how's it going? I'm pretty good. How are you? Good. Yeah, it's nice to virtually meet you. Uh, Same. Yeah. Just getting through the Sunday. I ran a 10K this morning. Oh, congrats. Yeah. So my body is like half here. Uh, <laughs> but I appreciate you coming on to share. I'm excited to talk to you. Yeah, um, me too. Yeah. What What did you want to talk about today? So I guess my story, to kind of give a background and set it up, my family growing up was in the Air Force. Both my mom and my dad went to the Air Force Academy. They met there. Um, had my older sister and me, uh, and then split up, got remarried, et cetera. But I've always moved around a lot growing up for mostly my mom's jobs in the Air Force. Um, so like every one to three years. Yeah, you're like, get, she's assigned to like a new baser or something. Exactly. Kind of the... Yeah, and it's kind of screwed up with me And then as an adult because I'm like, I can't sit in one place for too long because <laughs> I don't... You're used to moving around Exactly. I'm like, oh, this friendship is over. Got to move on. Um, <laughs> we've run its course. But when I was in high school, we moved to Nebraska and there's a big Air Force base there. Um, a lot of Air Force bases too are in the middle of nowhere or because there's... <laughs> space for land and stuff so yeah not the most like glamorous or exciting place as a high schooler yeah, so you're moving a lot but they're not the most it's not like exciting moving no that's what yeah as like a military kid or whatever people i like hate getting asked where i'm from um because then they're like where are you really from or you know what place do you most identify with and like what was the coolest place you lived and i'm like nowhere it was like really boring places um but I, I was living in Nebraska and that was like the longest time I've lived in one place and it's high school and all this stuff. And um, I was always kind of like an advanced kid or, you know, in terms of school. Um, so I just reached a point in high school where I was like, this isn't really for me. You know, this high school is not working out. I feel like the classes are, I don't want to say too easy, but just like I'm not being challenged everywhere, you know, like socially, academically, all that. Um so I was constantly looking for things to do. Like I wanted to leave my high school. I thought about like transferring to another one in, you know, my town or whatever, just to like, cause you think your problems will be solved by moving <laughs> high schools, even though it's going to be the same issues probably. Well, and I guess you're in, you're coming in this mindset of I've moved a lot up to this point in time. And so like, there's this, that like you were, you were saying, even you today, it's like, there's a hard reset button that is your like feeling that in your head of like, oh, I need to change something. Right. Exactly. When stuff gets hard or, you know, like there's some sort of tension or conflict, it's like, oh, got to move, you know, change of scenery. Um, and I was looking at like homeschooling myself at one point. So I eventually came across this, like something came in the mail. And when you're in high school, you get all these things in the mail that are just <laughs> back in the day that are like are you interested in our liberal arts college in Iowa, blah, blah, blah. You're like such a good student. Um, so it's like 
all these <laughs> are mostly the same, but there was one that came and it was for this international type of high school and it's for two years and you get a scholarship. Um, you go through the national committee of the U.S. and if you get picked, you go to one of these schools. But yeah, I got picked to go to this international high school in Costa Rica for two years. Um, and it was like, I don't know, it's really <laughs> hard to like imagine because it's just, yeah, something that back in the day is like, oh, things like this don't happen to me or I have no idea what this really is. But also it's like, oh, this makes sense. This is like, a, you know, this will be a social challenge on top of an academic challenge and all that. Yeah, like at this point, too, I was going to ask, like, from you, what was your kind of like personality type as a kid, like moving from school to school? Was it easy for you to like make new friends or was it like you just sort of did your best of like, well, this I don't know how long this is going to go before I move again. So how 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 much am I going to put into friendships? Like what was your kind of thought process or social life as a kid? Yeah, I, I definitely was like super shy. Um and I feel like the older I've gotten and getting into whatever comedy and improv type stuff, it's like, I feel like I could go either way where some people are like, you're so shy or you're so quiet. But it's like, I don't think I am or, you know, whatever. I'm like shy or quiet doesn't necessarily mean shy and reserved and all that where you're just like, okay, you know, I'm just not like a loud and in your face type person from the get go. But I think I'm really good at adapting because of that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Especially like once I got to my school in Costa Rica, like, I'm someone who, if you're just like, this is your room or all the places I've lived in like college and moving around and stuff, I'm like, okay, I can make it my own. But some people are like, I need to have, you know, these type of things. I can't imagine life without, you know, things set up in such a specific way. But for me, I'm like, I'm pretty flexible. I, you know, I don't need many physical things or, you know, like moving from social situations to situations. So yeah. So you're very like go with the flow. And it seems like it, it seems like the way you're describing it, it's like you if you found the right settings could open up, but it was like hard. It was like, it took a little time to feel comfortable in a scenario to feel like yourself, I guess. Yeah. And yeah, that's exactly right. And I would say that like my close group of people was always like girls, especially in like when I was younger, elementary school and all that. And then kind of because my parents got divorced too. And I lived with my mom and my dad, whatever, was doing his own thing. But like on my mom's side or, you know, it was always like my grandma and aunts and stuff like that who are the most like intimate and like the inner circle of who I felt comfortable with. So it's like I always felt comfortable opening up to those people, but was like really shy in like a big group or especially around guys and um, or like boys in school. So I wasn't into like manly sports or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and in hindsight, a lot of it's probably because I, I was gay, which <laughs> I, I wasn't, you know, coming to terms with at the time or, you know, wasn't accepting um, or realize about myself yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're so OK. So you're like, go to Costa Rica and you're like this totally new experience and it's like new, but I'm adaptable. I'll figure it out. Yeah. And I definitely went into it kind of like. I think I still am like reality shows really <laughs> affected like how I thought of <laughs> life. So like going into it, I, you know, I was like, I'm here to just like get good grades and get into a good college. And, you know, if I don't make friends, no big deal. Um, <laughs> like I have my friends in Nebraska who whatever care about me. Um, so, yeah, at first, I think it was kind of like you make those kind of like initial friendships and you're kind of just like, I don't know, it's like a summer camp or something that vibe. Um and then once you're there for a long time, I think that's when things really start to kind of, um, I don't know, get more intense or more uh, both like in a good way and also more tense. 
because you're living with these people, you know, like we're living in dorms and away from home. And most of these people, like my school was bilingual, but like most people don't or a lot of people don't speak English or Spanish as their first language. So in hindsight, I'm like, that's a big, you know, adjustment for those people. Um, and this like really intense school program. So yeah, it was a lot. And I think at first I was definitely like kind of shy or didn't really find my friend group right away where they were kind of like superficial friend groups. And then as time went on, it's like, you get more, I always tell people when they're like, Oh, it must've been amazing to go to high school in Costa Rica. And I'm like, yeah, it was, but it wasn't just like, um, I don't know, like, it's still high school. So there were yeah, like, it's not people... vacation. Right. And so you're like, all the teenage drama is still there. Yeah. It's just yeah. like another several other layers of like, well, and it's probably heightened the way you're describing it, where you're like living on a door, like you're having like an early college experience and a situation where you're all around each other all the time. Like, it's like, kind of going back to your reality show. So it's like there's like you're living in a, like a big brother house or something, right? It's like... exactly. Yeah. And language too. And like, I always felt guilty. Like I've feel like I speak Spanish decently now, but then, you know, I would, my default is English and so many other people's too, or like we're learning English or whatever, trying. Yeah, you're trying, everyone's trying to connect with each other, but they all have these different backgrounds and languages. That's like this other game. That's this other dynamic that's at play. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I made friends with like the African girls at first <laughs> and um, like, I'm sure it's just for, we got along, but like, we were social and like would laugh about stuff and i remember trying to share my like um like dane cook cds with them and being like oh you speak english you would think this is funny and they're like i don't really get it <laughs> so just yeah like figuring out that like speaking english doesn't mean you get american humor or my humor or... yeah and so, okay so you're like getting accustomed to this place and everything and like i guess it's probably, again like it's the first time that you made a choice to do something and it wasn't just your family being like we're moving here now it was like mm -hmm. you saying i'm gonna go do this thing mm-hmm yeah and yeah like even getting there it was like a, or when i first started i still i'm really bad about like committing to stuff sometimes because everything feels so temporary so in my head or kind of in my dramatic way i just always think like well i can leave whenever i want you know like i don't need to be here i can i'm adaptable i can move around all that so yeah i think it took me a while to kind of get into the groove of it or like fully commit to being there um but like in hindsight it's probably like a very big part of you know, defining who I am and kind of like figuring out stuff in my life. I think about like if I had continued in Nebraska and, you know, gone to high school there and maybe gone to college there, like what would life be like? Or, you know, just in terms of like coming to terms with either like my sexuality or other stuff, it's like way different when you're far away from home and in your life too, you can kind of be freer to just kind of like experiment and do stuff differently, kind of reinvent yourself if you want to, because you haven't lived with these people your whole life and they can't, you know, judge you or put that expectation on you. Yeah, it's like you seeing the world is like bigger than it has been to that point in your life. And you're like, oh, wow, I could be a bigger, different person because of this. Yeah. And so, yeah, definitely. Like, so it was a two year program. And probably by the end of the first year is when I, I was 17 when I went there. So it was like would, would have been my senior year of high school. Um, so by the end of first semester, I was kind of like in the groove of being different and a rebel because i was like a, a rule follower and all that stuff but there were people a lot of the europeans that went to my school were like i don't do curfews i go to parties <laughs> i you know and i was like um if they say be in your room at 10 i'm gonna be in my room at 10. um but yeah i like i started drinking smirnoff ice i um <laughs> at the bar in our town i would i dyed my hair black i you know 
got one ear pierced at some point, I think. And just things that my, yeah, my military family would be outraged by <laughs> if they saw me, you know, or like I wouldn't allow myself to think that around them. But there I was just like, they're not here. I can do what I want. Um, so yeah, and then like kind of found my friend group more and more. I, or, you know, like a more solid group of friends that you kind of made connections with on a deeper level. So one of them was this guy, he lived in my dorm and he was from Israel. Um, I call him Shlomo, which is not his real name, but, <laughs> but um, we were in the same math class and lived in the same dorm. So yeah, we started becoming close and I connected with him. Like I'm not Jewish. I don't like, didn't know any Jewish people in Nebraska and stuff, but um he his dad was like a diplomat or something so he had gone to american schools and so he's it sounds very like whatever um like i was favoring people who spoke english or got american humor but like i felt like we just were but able to yeah if you're going because... to an international place it's like yeah you're gonna try to seek out people you can connect with it's not like you're like i'm avoiding other people it's like yeah oh, like, we we have an overlap right right and we were just talking about like i remember we one of our first things was talking about like Whoopi Goldberg randomly and <laughs> yeah like <laughs> most other people wouldn't either know who that is or just get why it's funny yeah that he knows that um so yeah we were in our math class and we would just like do homework in our dorm together and stuff and um yeah just like got really close he and um there was one other American in my grade and she was from Wisconsin and we kind of made this group that was like, we we're all close friends, all this stuff. We would hang out. We would run together because me and the other American had done cross country back home and we would do races in Costa Rica and stuff like that. So we all kind of became close and, you know, like the school year kind of got on and we got closer and stuff like that. So, yeah, I guess this is kind of when I kind of like started putting two and two together or like making you know mental connections where i was like i really like this guy um and like sometimes now i like look back and i think because i was so against letting myself be gay i like didn't let myself explicitly have crushes on people or anything like that crushes on guys um back in high school in nebraska and stuff like that so i can't look back and be like oh yeah that was my crush i would just kind of like say like i really like that guy's style or you know like i want to look like him or something like that yeah you're having these feelings but you're afraid to explicitly say like i have a crush on this guy exactly and so with shlomo this israeli guy i yeah started like i'm in my kind of i kind of consider it a hippie school so i'm in this you know like what is anything what is you know i'm redefining <laughs> all of it you know um so i'm like yeah I, I could see myself like kissing this this guy at some point you know like maybe if we like go get drunk on the street corner which is what we would do sometimes on the weekends um so yeah i like started and it, but it just felt like natural in my head it wasn't like this huge revelation yeah yeah um so yeah one time it did happen or whatever i guess we kind of like both said it to each other um and then we kind of made out in my my room one weekend when no one was around and that was like a couple weeks before summer break so we were going away like going home and then you know we would have one more year of school but that was like a couple weeks before so it was kind of just like we left and things were very you know open-ended or kind of like yeah you don't know yeah you're leaving for the summer being like all right well this thing just happened i'm sort of excited about it but i don't actually know what it means 
Exactly. Yeah. So it was a lot of like, again, like I, it was so like natural that it didn't feel um, like I had this huge like revelation about myself or, you know, like had to make a decision about anything concrete then. But I was just, yeah, it was like very intense. I'm like, I want to keep following this and see where it goes. So we kept in touch, obviously, you know, like that summer, um, it was like we were messaging back and forth all the time. And this was 2007 um so like skyping and <laughs> yeah. msn chatting and all that and um yeah my parents had moved when or my family my mom my stepdad had moved to colorado during the school year which was like kind of devastating to me in a way because i oh, say so you didn't have like your nebraska friends to go back to exactly or even like my yeah the home that i went to so Anything, that was like yeah exactly it was like the most boring summer ever for me where i went home but like i was only there for a couple months um which is like not enough time to get a job or just do do anything substantial so i convinced my mom to buy me a ticket like i had the money but it was in my savings account to buy me a ticket to go to Israel for the summer. I think she just like understood like, oh, you have a really good friend there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> like you have nobody here. You have this person you can go hang out with. Right. So I went there for 10 days um, that summer. And, and yeah, it was good overall. I feel like it was very emotionally charged where it would be like very intense, very intense. Um, figuring out physical stuff and then like, yeah, so it's like we're the, with you and Shlomo, you're saying like you guys are like figuring out your dynamic, I guess, in this scenario or like I'm here for 10 days and what I, what is this? Yeah, yeah, like we definitely kept like making out and et cetera. But um, yeah, I think we were committed to each other in a way of like calling each other boyfriends and stuff like that. But again, like not having long-term conversations about like, and this means I'm gay or this means I'm X. It's just kind of like, yeah, like we're really, we're really in love. And um, I, I came all the way here to be with you and like, let's spend time together and do all this stuff. Um, but yeah. And then I felt like there were, I remember one time he started crying because he felt like I wasn't, having a good enough time so it's just like again like high school emotions where you're just like <laughs> <laughs> i get i'm not expressing that i'm happy enough to be here or you know like that you're exciting me enough with your country um but yeah that was i went there for 10 days and then came home and then we went back to school in costa rica and i felt like things were at least on i felt like things had changed and not necessarily from me <laughs> if that makes sense like the like, dynamic between the two of you are saying? Yeah, like I felt like things from him, I was just kind of like, hmm, something is a bit Got it. So there was cold. like a, you you came back to school and you were like, oh, we kind of found ourselves in this fun dynamic when we were in Israel together and now I'm not feeling that back at school. Right. Um, yeah, I think it was that also because like, again, we didn't want to put labels on anything. So it wasn't like we paraded around or, you know, like, hey, we made out. Hey, we're figuring stuff out. It was kind of like, this is a secret. Like, Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of dynamics that are happening. Right. And then, you know, everyone suspects. That's like such a, a gay <laughs> thing, too, where people, you know, when you're alone, it's all the people are like, I think you're gay or someone told, told oh, you yeah, you're gay. Yeah. And then, like, you're gay and you have a close friend. <laughs> people are like, 
you're gay together. Um, so yeah, everyone, whatever. We wouldn't tell anyone that anything happened. Just like, oh, I went to visit him in Israel this summer. Um, but we came back and things were weird, at least for me. And But I was still like 100% committed to it. And just like this needs to happen. Um, so I felt like in hindsight, looking back, I feel like we kind of uh, were on autopilot like that first semester just kind of like going through the motions but that was kind of the like make or break where it's like do you want to be open about your relationship and you know t you know make it more official and I guess I was kind of the one who was like mm, I don't know I'm not ready um so eventually at the end of the semester he kind of broke things off with me and was just like hey let's take a break um like this things are ramping up in terms of like applying for colleges and um like this is our last semester we take all our final exams so just like all that stuff so i was like yeah i totally get it we're both busy we can't commit fully um to each other so let's just like take a break but like of course in my head i'm like we're we're coming back from this um like we will get back together there's no one no one else nothing else in between um and then yeah it was the end of the semester and neither of us had gone we're planning to go home um for that winter break i think a lot of us after first year were just kind of like we're in costa rica what's you know why go home for three weeks <laughs> well, especially or for you it's like going home to this home that i don't even yeah. know <laughs> yeah and it was all this drama of course that year with my family because my grandma and grandpa came to visit my parents in colorado and my grandpa hadn't flown in like 20 years or whatever and i was like well i made this decision not knowing that so <laughs> oh god yeah yeah I i'm doubling down <laughs> but I wasn't on anyone's good list that year. Um, but yeah, so a group of us went, one of our classmates was from Belize. So we went home with her and that was really fun. But um, it was me, Shlomo, the girl from Belize, and then one other girl. And we had this party, like end of the semester party um, before like winter break. So it was like end of the semester. Yeah, like everyone went out to the bar and all this stuff. And Shlomo and I were going to go on this trip. You know, we had planned that. And um, I found out that he made out with someone at the party. Oh, like at the end of semester party. Yeah, like the day before we're leaving. And I'm like, oh, no, this is like, because, <laughs> yeah, I'm like kind of thinking that, I don't know, I guess this trip will like rekindle stuff. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, like I, I... I just, yeah, I heard they made out. And there's this guy from Colombia named Diego. That's his real name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty common. But yeah, so we went on this trip. And of course, yeah, it was just like, it was really fun. Belize is really cool. And I think we like kind of whatever reconnected or just kind of like, this is casual, but you know, like we're having fun. You know, we don't have to necessarily be in a relationship, but like, this is a cool, fun time together. And then we get back to school and someone was like, oh, no, like, that's great. You had a really fun trip with Shlomo, but him and Diego didn't just make out. They did, like, way more stuff. But I was devastated from that. And so things were just, like, not, you know, like, this. there's nothing between us. And eventually, this is the last semester of our time at school, like, our final semester at, um, at high school. And him and Diego got together like officially we're openly dating all this stuff um and i was just like very 
emotional all the time. Like I was, I didn't know where I was going to college and I was really stressed about that because I had like taken such a, I don't know, I guess a kind of risk to like go to this high school in Costa Rica I knew yeah. nothing about. But I thought like, oh, at least I'm going to go to a good college. And then I was like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's next after this. Um, and, you know, like this first love that I had is like over and I'm forced to like see him with the new person and all this stuff. So I would write him. I really got into writing at this point. Um, like I blogged in college, so I eventually found a whatever use for it. But I would write letters and just like leave them for Shlomo. And it was just like, oh, I had this, you know, revelation. It was just like too too much communication in my mind. You know, where I was just like, you should just have this thought in your head or like written it in your journal and kept it for yourself. But I was like, I need to externalize yeah. this somehow. So I'm like, I need to write this letter to him. And it was like, this is why I think we like I messed up, you messed up, <laughs> just stupid stuff. Um, but I would give them to him a lot of times. Well, it feels like one of the things that you're the way you're describing this is like one of the reasons that you and him didn't like like the the whole like becoming official felt like this hurdle or like it was a a big deal, which it I'm sure, you know, it is. But it felt like did you feel like this thing when he got together with Diego that like oh, he, I wasn't ready to do this. And so I'm like, it was on me because if I had said like, I'm ready to like be your boyfriend, we could have made this work kind of thing. Was that like part of a thing that you were like thinking about at the time? Yeah, no, I think a lot of it was like, it's internalized, you know, like shame where it's yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, like taking that step of like, well, if I keep the secret, then you know, like I can still kind of control the narrative around myself where it's like if I whatever want to date women or whatever, I'm not just like um, pigeonholed as like gay forever. Um, so, yeah, once they got together, I was like, oh, the world didn't end. Like no one really cares, especially at my school. They're just like whatever, yeah. this couple and in love or whatever dating and no one really cares. Whereas like having to walk on eggshells and be like, oh, don't do that in public or, you know, don't tell people or anything like that it's it's like so yeah it was just in well, hindsight it's like and the shame. stakes <laughs> the stakes at that time feel high all for everything for right sure, it's like yeah. like as somebody who was straight in like go, having to navigate like dating at that time yeah i remember like i felt like anything i did i was like what's gonna if i do the this it's gonna mean this and it was like i was stressful so for them to mm -hmm. also be like literally trying to figure out your identity on top of that is like so much more to deal with you know exactly so yeah when people ask me how was high school in Costa Rica I'm like okay you know like what part do you want to hear because <laughs> this part was not glamorous there's some ups like, and downs <laughs> right like sure I'll walk through the like green campus to go cry in my bed about <laughs> what's coming you know seeing my ex with a new person and yeah again you're kind of like it wasn't like a Costa Rican high school it's this international high school yeah. so you're like very limited and like who your friends are and stuff and so in some ways you get really close but also that like the pool of people that you can meet or who are you know like new to you is very limited so it's not like not that i was like looking to meet new people to date or anything like that but it's just like you find someone you think is your soulmate and then it's like well there's only another like 100 or so people who <laughs> You could yeah, talk and I'm to watching or... the person who i thought could be my soulmate with somebody else's exactly yeah life. yeah yeah, that's yeah. tough. Yeah, so we, so that finished and we had our like, you know, drama, non-drama throughout the semester. <laughs> um, and we said bye and like I went home. I, But when I was in college, so yeah, didn't go to 
amazing college <laughs> I went to the I went to the University of Oklahoma which is fine um like it's a big state school but I went because they gave me scholarship money um but I was still kind of obsessed with Shlomo or just like this you know ideal of a relationship and like I didn't realize I yeah I spent a lot of time in Nebraska growing up so I didn't real I didn't think Oklahoma would be that different I was just like yeah. oh it's the Midwest but it's so much more Southern and like Bible belty and all that stuff. So I signed up for, they actually had Hebrew classes at the university. So I signed up for those and I was the only like non, there were a handful of Jewish people. Most of them are like evangelical Christians and I'm there, you know, trying to win back my ex <laughs> in a way. Um, so yeah, yeah, your mind, you're doing this to feel closer to him. Like that's the... Right, like, like un unintentionally. I'm just like, oh, I really just like Israel. Like I told myself, I studied international relations. So I was like, oh, I'm going to be like a, a conflict mediator for Israel and Palestine. Yeah. Which, like, and I guess you, yeah, you had been to Israel at that point. Like you had a connection to it. But yeah, it's still like. <laughs> yeah, I have. But beyond that, like nothing. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, but I took these classes and yeah, like the the Jewish studies, Judaic studies program at the school is so like has a decent amount of money, but I guess not many people, you know, take do stuff there or whatever. So they offer these scholarships to go to Israel for a summer. So one summer I got a scholarship <laughs> to go back to Israel and study Hebrew. Um, so I did. And yeah. And the whole just, time are you like, I'm going to try to get him back? Yes. Or, you know, like this is yeah. like things are going to come to a head and this could be the like reunite. Yeah, this yeah, is the romantic, the big romantic gesture or something. Exactly. Um, and so there was, he was the Israeli guy who went to our high school and there was an Israeli girl who I was friends with too. So I like was in touch with her more because there was no drama between me and her. So like I stayed with her. I like went to Israel early and stayed with her and like stayed with her family and stuff. But just like in the stupidest whatever serendipity, like we, I get off the plane at the airport like I land she picks me up we're waiting for the train to go into to their town or whatever and Shlomo's dad is there like he's going on a business trip or whatever so it's like so embarrassing so you, oh yeah I guess you knew him because you stayed with him yeah for, yeah but he's yeah. like why are you here <laughs> like <laughs> just like oh just you know casually just taking some hanging out. classes yeah <laughs> uh, and I told Shlomo I was like oh I'm gonna be there this summer if you want to like meet up whatever um if we can tolerate each other so yeah, I was there that whole summer. I started my little blog and I would blog about Shlomo or, you know, just like, oh, is this my chance to win him back? And I felt like I was pretty, I wasn't trying to keep it a secret with him, but I'm sure someone, one of my Facebook friends passed it on to him and was like, Peter is talking about you. He's writing about you. <laughs> yeah. I never wrote it by name, said his name, I don't think. Um, yeah, but it it's like, like that, like clear. almost like live journal era where you're just like, if the For person sure. read this, they would know it's them kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so anyway, we met up once, it was weird, and we met up a second time, like, the day before I left Israel, and that was kind of the, like, I, I felt like I needed to say stuff, or, like, the resolution for me, where I was like, hey, I did this stuff when we were together, like, in high school, that was, like, immature, I, like, threw my feelings onto you, so just need to get that off my chest, and yeah, I felt like that was, um, that was kind of the, like, ending I needed, and nothing really of that at least like romantically um i don't know what his sexuality is now because i think we were both saying we were bisexual when we left high school um which i am not and 
Yeah, but I don't see his name now because he he did his army service. He went to Stanford, um, and then he he did like a Rhodes scholarship and started this company. And then he like posts stuff on Facebook very randomly, but then like sold it for sixty million dollars or something. Oh my god! So, so I'm like, one of us won, and <laughs> it wasn't me. Um, so yeah, like that's. I'm, I hope he's, he's <laughs> at least career-wise successful, but I don't know what he's doing beyond that. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. That's like, what a, <laughs> what a roller coaster after, after it all ended. Like, I know. Like, yeah. And yeah, it's like always in some ways, I want to feel like when I tell people like, oh, I did this for love. Like I took Hebrew classes and went to Israel to like attempt to win back someone. It's cool. But it's also like kind of the most useless skill to have if you're like not jewish or want to move to israel or anything just like this is like a cool yeah it's like knowing latin in a way yeah exactly (laughs) uh yeah for your day-to-day life it's just not it's not coming up a lot no Uh, like i think i put on my resume as like oh conversational (laughs) yeah doesn't come up much do you remember the first time that you felt like kind of comfortable in your identity of being like i can come out and i could be like this person now and feel good about that was that like a was there a moment that happened or was that i guess maybe a slow transition to that yeah i think both um like going to once i got to college i was just kind of you know like open about everything and where it's kind of like i don't know where i am but i like dated this guy and all this stuff um and i remember one time at a friend she's one time at a party one a friend who's like still a good friend now just like drinking and talking about like oh we should be roommates at some point and i'm like why do you think i would be a good roommate and she's like you're gay and and that was like the first time someone said it to me and labeled it but like but not as like a an insult or you know like in high school where it's like so and so said you're gay are you gay um so yeah just just like like labeled it as a part of your identity without it having some connotation that was negative or something right and in some ways even like a positive thing so i think that you know, just having like someone you care about say it in a yeah, like non judgmental way and kind of just like this is the facts. I was like, Yeah, I kinda that's what I am. Um and then yeah, like there's been like slow burns in terms of just like I haven't had too too many relationships or anything, but when I was living in Chicago I dated this guy and that was kind of the like most mature relationship I had and like we dated, we broke up and I remember talking to my therapist about it and you know, you feel sad, but it's like comparing it to this high school relationship. I was like, I didn't feel so like these like extreme ups and downs throughout, you know, like I'm in love. I'm, you know, <laughs> devastated, all this stuff. And she's like, well, that's just, you know, a mature relationship. Um, you just like come to the end of the road where you realize you're not, you know, no longer compatible or it's run its course and you can still, you know, like like each other, think each other are good people. But yeah, like I think that was really mature. And that was also like a chance to be like publicly in a relationship whereas like shorter term stuff or just kind of like casually dating you don't like identify someone as like your boyfriend or you know like hold hands in public or you know like invite each other to weddings and stuff like that so I think yeah just like now going through adulthood because I had that kind of like emotional roller coaster so young and then like college to kind of figure stuff out and like my early 20s I feel like now it's more stable or yeah just being able to like navigate the world but like I think as any gay or non-straight queer person, it's like still a constant, you know, like conversation with yourself or just kind of, you know, like there, 
talking about it at work or stuff like that sometimes i'm like oh i don't need to identify myself as gay because everyone gets it there's always moments that that are it's gonna come up in life yeah but like if you're not dating someone then it's like how do you say like hey i'm gay <laughs> with and like do they need to know another yeah. time like part of my family because my parents got divorced like i didn't grow up with them but i've kind of reconnected with them and i've also never said that i'm gay to them <laughs> so just kind of like am i should i have said it up front and, you know like and i'm not yeah i haven't been dating anyone so yeah just like overthinking but yeah it comes yeah, it comes up constantly or, you know, like from time to time, you kind of have to have those conversations about like wh where am I at and the like comfort level with like how I identify and should I be more out, you know, out with outspoken or whatever about that. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks so much for sharing all this, Peter. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's been it's been a fun time. Yeah. If people want to find out more about you and what you got going on, like where can they do that? Um, so I have stuff from time to time here in DC, comedy shows, improv shows and stuff. My Instagram is at PETA, P-I-T-A Jones. And I also have a sub stack where I've been rewatching all the episodes of America's Next Top Model. And that is A-N-T-M-I-R-L. So like substack.com slash A-N-T-M-I-R-L. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks again so much for sharing. Of course. Thank you. Love Hurts is produced, hosted, and edited by Brian Berlin. Theme music by Mickey Hommel. Show art by Caroline Mallon. You can find Love Hurts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, rate and review it on Apple Podcasts, and tell a friend about it. You can find Love Hurts on Twitter and Instagram at lovehurtspod, and our website is lovehurtspod.com. I'm Brian Berlin. And this is Love Hurts. <laughs>